This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Universe's live coverage of SEMA 2016 is proudly brought to you by Forza Horizon 3 for the Xbox One and Windows PCs. Get yourself a copy of Forza Horizon 3 at xbox.com on Xbox Live or your favorite retail. Once again, live from SEMA 2016 in the MagaFlow booth, uh, and uh, we are brought to you by Forza Horizon 3 this time. Go out and get your damn copy, because it helps keep our guest employed. That is correct. We've got John Knowles, who is the design director yes. for Turn 10, yes. so you get to thank him for all the prettiness. It's and gorgeous. God. Of course, Jason Connor's here, too. I'm here, everybody, in your ear holes. Welcoming back to SEMA. Yes. yes. The dulcet tones of one Jason Connor. That's it's huge. Been, I'm so. a little overwhelmed. It's like 10 times bigger than Comic-Con, 100 times bigger than E3. It's is huge. this your first SEMA? This is my first SEMA. Oh, wow. I was a SEMA virgin last year. It blew my mind. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. It was great at the same time. But you get the cool just, cars. You, are, you're staying for the week or? Uh, just a couple days. Just a couple days. Well, yeah. that's, a, that's Smart. plenty, though. Smart. Yeah. That's yeah. plenty. Yeah. I mean, Vegas really does get kind of old after two or three days anyway. Yeah. So. Although it's nice to get out of the rain. We're, we're getting dumped on in Seattle right now. Yeah, well, I mean, Seattle, to be expected. Well, to right? be fair, Seattle gets less rainfall than the average across the United States, but we get more drizzle than gray skies. So. Yeah, that's keep that a Just keep the, a secret. the somewhat depressing weather. But, you know, here's the thing. Every single time I've been in Seattle, I have never experienced rain. So then you're there thinking, my God, why doesn't everybody? Why is everybody live complaining here? about this? Yeah. Every time I've gone, literally, I've been there five days. Like it's just a, like a five day period, no rain. Yeah. I don't know why. Every single time I go, it doesn't rain. Uh, Seattle is like the one corner of the United States I've not spent an appreciable amount of time in. Uh, it's a I, nice corner. It was very green because it was sunny and There's nice. a reason it's green. Oh, yeah, it's because all that rain. Yeah. Yeah, Alleged the, rain. I don't know what it is. I got to go. At some point, I really got to go up and visit you guys because yep. Dan's invited me up multiple yep. times. And then uh, and then after that, I want to go take the little trip across the border, go up to Vancouver, too. Cool. Yeah. Vancouver is very nice. Yeah. It's yeah. that whole area. It's, a whole, it's like a whole nother country. It really is. It really is. It kind of is. <laughs> it I'm is a- and it isn't. It's America's hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't tell the Canadian that. Oh, no. Oh, but they're so go. nice that they just say, oh, we don't like it when you say that. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but anyhow. What does that make an Australian, then? No, just kidding. Yeah. Well, nice, nice segue. A boot? A boot? <laughs> a boot? No, that would be Canada once no, again. No, but it is, if, if a Canada is the hat, is yeah. Australia the boot? I don't, I don't think so. But there's similarities. Like uh, Australians love cars. Australia uh, is more than Americans. Do. I think Australia is the stray sock that you left in the corner of the room. That's if we're relating wow. things to clothing and geo and it. geo positioning. It's the sock on the floor on the other side of the room. 
<laughs> I've been there. I've been there twice. It's yeah. an awesome place. Well, uh, I mean, I didn't get to go this time. Horizon Three was all you know. It's all obviously Australia, yep. and it's goddamn gorgeous. Yes, it is set in Australia um, for the very reason that it is a big, beautiful, very diverse country with lots of different what we like to call ecotypes in the game. You want to have different ecotypes. You want to have the you know the sprawling outback. You want to have the gleaming city of Surfer's Paradise, which is a modern skyscraper city. You want to have the beaches and the Twelve Apostles and all this diversity. And um, that's always been really important to the to the Horizon series. Yeah, and it's, I don't know something particularly about this game. It just seems even more. I mean, obviously, there's more dev time. There's yeah. more experience with the new yep. engine and so on and so on. But it's it's even prettier and more diverse. There's just the big thing that I've noticed is the foliage. Foliage is just—it's phenomenal looking. Man. Yeah, and that's something that uh, the guys at Playground Games, who develop uh, the Horizon games yeah. um, on the, the Forza Tech engine, and they're the UK team. Just to yep. clarify, they are. Yeah, so uh, Forza Horizon is made by Playground Games in uh, a little town called Lemington Spa in the United Kingdom, about ninety miles northwest of London. And the Motorsport Forza Motorsport series is made by Turn Ten and Redmond. We're both working on this engine every year contributing the to it and making TikTok cycle awesome. basically where yeah. you guys you guys do the main engine work and yep. then they do they well do. they do a lot of the engine work Are as well so yeah we're at a point now where we got two world class racing teams contributing to the same code base making two very different games that come out yeah. year on year on year and uh, and this time you know they've always um, strive to make the things that you're encountering every second while you're driving as rich as possible so foliage is one of those things like in, Horizon 2, they added a lot of foliage you could drive through, and it was really fun. You'd hear it go smash, 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 and you'd get points for it and everything. And then uh, by the time they got to Horizon 3, they figured out all kinds of ways to make the trees really rich. And Well, it's you're and, getting into the, you know, one, you guys are getting used to the engine yep. after you, you know, put all this time into it. Yeah. And then two, you're also getting to know the limits of this current generation of console, too, yep. and how far you can push it. Always. I mean, that was the big thing. I remember when the Xbox One first launched is there was a little hold back on some of the power because they didn't know how much the, the, the Windows kernel was going to need to basically do its stuff in the background. And I know they freed a little bit up of that so that you guys have access to that now. And, of course, everything gets a little bit prettier. And then, of course, we've got you know Scorpio coming next year, which I'm sure you guys are already playing with. Uh, no comments, I'm sure. No comment, but I think there's. I get a. I think I get a some sort of meeting to hear about something soon. But uh, yeah, no, it, we're always being. You know, we're always pushing the limits and um, finding ways to optimize, finding ways to do work smarter. And a lot of the, a lot of the work that Playground has done not only makes the game look so much more beautiful, like photogrammetry. That's that's what makes the rocks look so real. Um, and and the way that they're doing foliage. These are these are not only make the game look better but they're actually more efficient than what we used to be doing so you're actually getting you know a win-win well and the, the big one is this year is that you guys are shipping on windows 10 as well yep yeah. yep we shipped the game on windows 10 and xbox one and um yeah you very quickly learn what pc gamers are all about and so we're still trying to you know uh, they're a little demanding they're a little demanding um <laughs> and you know but so are we and we want to make sure that we're giving them all the things that they want um so we're constantly working on improving uh the game for the guys who like to run unclocked at unholy frame rates with their super rigs and and well you, you need a 120 hertz refresh rate right well, I mean, the game was designed to run and look awesome at 30 frames a second. Yeah. Um, and so um, you yeah, can... That's, that's purely yeah. a hardware limitation. Yeah. I mean, the Xbox, as great as it is, 
it can't stack up to a $2,000 gaming PC. Well, and when you're doing an open-world game where you're streaming in a massive environment that you can change direction at any time, and there's traffic, and there's foliage, and there's special effects, and all this stuff, that's a lot of stuff yeah. um, Forza Motorsport doesn't necessarily deal with. It deals with other issues, um, that, but that, that game runs at 60 all the time. Yeah. Uh, if we were to put well, it in an open world space, and, well, yeah, and you're on a track, you always know the players either going to be going this way or they're going to be going that way. Right. Or if they turn this way, they're going to go, you know, hit a wall. They're so. not going to be jumping their motorcycle engine swapped and robbing <laughs> into a tree or something. Yeah. You're not well, doing that. And I'm imagining there's probably the texture usage is probably much much. But then less. You know, on the motorsport side, they got other demands too, like 24 cars on track all running at the same time, all at 60 frames a second. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's both both games are always pushing the limits given. Uh, but, yes, I can tell you that I've been playing a lot on PC and Xbox One, and when I go to PC, I like to drop it down to 2K, not 4K, because 4K 30 is, is beautiful, it's, it's but 2K 60 is actually pretty pretty, pretty fun, yeah. and it's, it's really fun to play that game with a steering wheel at 60 frames a second on a PC, which you can do as long as you don't you know, go and try to uncork everything and... I think no. we're another year away of graphics cards away from being able to really do 4K on a game like that comfortably. Well, and, and being you know being better and more efficient with the CPU. Actually, we, we still have a lot of headroom on the GPU side. But oh, okay. The so game is very CPU heavy. heavy. There's a lot of things we're doing, a lot of physics, a lot of calculations that um, you know just are uh, you know make it a constant challenge to keep the game running really fast. Right. But so. How long have you been with Turn 10? I've been with Turn 10 for six years now. Okay, um, so... Forza 4, Forza Motorsport 4 was my first uh, Forza title. And uh, and then uh, I was part of the small team uh, within Turn 10. We call it Turn 10 Publishing Team. Um, it's the first team that we set out to go find a developer uh, to help us make a new game to, to be annualized. And uh, that's when we found Playground. And um, they pitched us their dream game, which is Dream Cars on the open road and... You know, it was more complicated than that, but, you know, it was was like, like, yeah, tell me more. It was like a grander, you know, grander, old-school Need for Speed or Cruising USA or something like that. A lot of inspiration, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we grew up playing. Yeah, Um, but to give it its own identity, to make sure that it, it, you know, it wasn't uh, doing a Me Too, um, and that's where the festival came from, this Horizon Festival, this fictional. You can almost imagine, like, a thing like SEMA if it had, like, music and... If SEMA roads had, and no cops and you yeah, could, <laughs> if SEMA had a bunch wow. of ravers in front of it, it almost be, it'd almost be Forza Horizon. Yeah, because <laughs> we do. We've got the city. We've got the desert. Yep. Maybe that's the next Horizon. Is, maybe is maybe Vegas. you need to do one right smack in Vegas. Yeah. No, because well, yeah, there are some beautiful scenery around here, but uh, it's not very diverse when you think about it. So it'd have no, to be Vegas not, plus. Not. It's just desert, 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 yeah. and a lot of speed. Much it. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. I don't know. I don't and know apparently a, a dam that they had to drill, what, 300, 300 yeah. feet deeper to try to find some more water because uh, you guys are drinking too much water and watering too many plants out here. That's, yeah, that's the funny thing about about building an oasis in the desert is it tends to eat up a lot of natural resources. Yeah, just to add water. Yeah. <laughs> Although if Elon gets his way, that won't be a problem. Uh, well, is he going to generate water too? Uh, he's talking about desal plants. Ah, see, that's what they need to do. Yeah, I would imagine that will help Los Angeles and Las Vegas greatly if they just build no, a giant plant. No, I mean, the biggest limit on desalinization is <laughs> is power. Yeah. If you've got free power, yep, you can do desal. Yep, that's I, true. And then you got to figure out what to do with all the the, the salt. I guess you just put it underground like they do everything else. Yeah, or, you know. <laughs> just bury it. It's yeah, gone. That's that's all we do. But never mind the waste. Never mind. That's, that's, our, that's our humanity's theme. Never mind the waste. But, but uh, uh, yeah, and then cars will all be electric, which is interesting because 
while they're cool, they just don't sound that neat. Yeah, how, I mean, that's going to change Forza a lot, is you've got the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're probably... Probably true. Formula E cars, I'm guessing, will probably be coming into the game soonish. Yeah. And you and, still hear drivetrain flex, which is kind of interesting, but yeah, the... Uh, you just man the roar of a V8 or the scream of a V12. I think it wasn't Formula E and Forza Six. Yeah. Yes, we did yeah. do a Formula oh, it was E. Wasn't there? Yeah, okay. and we actually did a esports uh, Formula E yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah, I remember they, driving those around. Yeah. There's so like, many car packs, yeah. like I forget. I yeah, mean, I think the Tesla was one of the first electric cars we put in the series. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and there's more coming, right? I mean, they're, I just, they're, there's no shortage of them. I mean, there's been a rumored electric R8 for a decade. It's always fun when you do a Prius racing series. Um, Those are always fun. Yeah. And then it's, let's see, I think it was, what was it, for 2025, Germany mandated no, their, uh, any, car, any manufacturer building vehicles in their country cannot have any emissions. Wow. That's going to suck. So yeah. we have electric Porsches coming then. Yeah, I have a 1961 Porsche 356B notchback at home. Um, some people do make replicas of those and put electric motors in them, but the one that sounds more fun is like putting a Subaru yeah. uh, 2.5 in there. How that, long have you had that car? I've had it for, let's see, I got it in 2002. Ooh, you um, got it before the Porsche market blew up. Oh, no, yeah, it cost me less than a new Kia would. It was yeah, awesome. Um, and I had a, I have a 60 Beetle, too, so I, I learned how to, to fiddle with one and, and it's, fix They're the not other. that different. Mechanically, uh, they're very similar, but, yeah, the, uh, the Porsche is a uh, tighter, lighter, more nimble, more fun car to drive. But I still love my Beetle. And I know associate editor Bradley Brownell is listening to this podcast, and he's probably like, you have a 356B? He just literally bought a, a, a mid-year uh, 912. Nice. So Those are cool. Same start, engine. Before they start getting... Yeah. It, the 912 is the next thing. Yeah, the next, that, well, that was the, uh, the more affordable one. People weren't ready to pay all that money for the 6. Yep. So they took the 356 motor in there, which was kind of bulletproof, and put it in that car, and it made a cool car out of it. It's exceptionally slow, but that's that's okay. I'm waiting. Uh, you know, I'm thinking we may see another 912 in the market at some point. Probably. Something it. along those lines. Yeah, the 911s cheaper. are getting out of reach. Well, isn't that what the Cayman... Well, no, the Cayman's still pretty spendy, isn't it? Uh, it is, but I think... I think we'll see a 912 just in that uh, I have I have been told by a little birdie that Porsche is seriously, and this is going to be heresy, is considering axing the flat six. Well, of, now that they did the recent thing that that's uh, all their GT spec cars have now gone mid-engine. Yeah. So yeah. now that's going to start changing the game, and is that going to trickle down into well, the 911? The dirty little secret is that the 911, since the 991, has not really been a rear-engine car no, anymore. It it's really a mid-engine car, yeah. because that engine is ahead of the axle. Yes. Yeah. Um, Technically, is it really going to be moving forward, like really moving forward? Like, uh, like right behind you. Yes. The question is, is going to be, do they want to sacrifice those, those absolutely useless rear seats? Hey, it's a good uh, bag shelf. For stuff it is but then if they just make no it all legs. electric it'll just be a big battery underneath you and the, you'll have plenty of room for rear yeah, seats right absolutely isn't that how that goes and then it'll be a lot easier what are they going to call the turbo then if they don't have an engine hmm. it's going to be uh, the emulsion experience <laughs> yeah <laughs> the non-turbo turbo I wouldn't we, even we, we make we make Porsche with more emulsion without mm. engine into no turbos yeah. it's going to be very interesting it's, uh, I don't yeah. know what they would yeah. call it. I, I guess they just got to come up with something new. You know? Yeah. It's just no longer a 911. It's just not. So, anyway. uh, so back to the Forza series. Yeah. Like, so 
how long have you been in game in gaming? Uh, 1989. So I was okay, a so young whippersnapper, 20 years old. Started making games. So you were probably working for Nintendo back then. Uh, no, I worked for a company called Taito. Oh, I remember Taito. Yeah, I remember the the uh, top-down games. I remember top-down, and then I think they published, like... No, that was Data East. I was thinking Bad Dudes. Yeah, there were... (laughs) That was a great game. There was some fun... uh, No, the first game I worked on was actually Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade movie tie-in for the 8-bit Nintendo. I I remember remember playing that vividly. And then uh, then I ended up actually working for LucasArts, Lucasfilm Games, uh, for the next 14 years. So that was a big, big stint. Lots yeah. of Star Wars games. With, with, yeah, with that, what was your favorite Star Wars games to work on with LucasArts? Uh, well, I'm still very proud of the Super Nintendo trilogy, oh, uh, Super yeah. Star Wars, Super I, Empire. Oh, Super that was so much fun. Those were fun. They were hard. Um, Insanely valuable. The Sandcrawler was not my level, so don't beat me up over that one. That was one where you were constantly falling to your death all the time. With yes, all it the was. Moving platforms. If yeah. you got past that, the game was a lot of fun. Yeah. But that level was a fan. That was infuriating. That was. Uh, but I will say, like, uh, Empire and Jedi, those yeah. games were so they were fun. cool. You they guys got cool. the balance really right at that point. Yep, especially the last one. And then uh, X-Wing and TIE Fighter, I uh, worked on both of those as well. Yeah. And those are kind of legendary. And anyway, there's some other good ones in there. Um, the pod racing game was my first racing game, actually. The N64 one, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. yeah. We did that for N64 Dreamcast and PC, I think. Um, and that was... Uh, that was very fast. That was like was 400 great, miles an hour. It was a yeah. great bit of fun, that game. That was cool. That yeah. And then there was that whole prequel you know, area where things were just not... The era which we shall not speak of. Yeah, it was it was the dark times. Yes. <laughs> did you guys work? Did you end up working with like the Factor Five guys at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, actually, uh, yeah, because I worked Those on games were Shadows of the Empire was another game of mine. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Not mine fight. alone. Obviously, we had a team. The team that uh, that. Um, did that also went on to do the pod racing game, but that core uh, low altitude flight engine with the snow speeders and all that stuff that actually became the the kernel of what uh, Factor Five started with and made the Rogue Squadron series. And they were just around the corner, like we moved them from Germany and parked them around the corner. And yeah, those guys were magicians. Yes, they were. They were those games, but were, they were also very German. So they were tech, they were technical. Yes, highly technical. Yes, it was yeah. uh, those Rogue Squadron games. I remember when they came out, yeah. and it was just like. This is a whole other thing. Yeah, those were cool. But then from there, you went on to work with the Microsoft team. Uh, Well, yeah, I made several more Star Wars games and did a stint with THQ after that. And then, yeah, I started at Turn 10 in uh, 2010. And it was fun. It was fun because as a kid, I had collected um, over 350 Hot Wheels, which is interesting because we have over 350 cars in Forza Horizon 3. and uh, my Hot Wheels, I just checked, actually, to make sure my nephew still had them because um, I, I, I had daughters. They didn't really want to play with Hot Wheels, so I gave them to my nephews. And um, so I loved cars. I played with cars when I was a kid. I made those Ravel model kits, you know, um, the mongoose versus the snake. And those, oh, yeah. Those days. I mean, we're talking 1970s, like, so this, I was... I was a little kid, but I was totally into cars. Did you grow up in California? Or? Uh, a little bit. Uh, San Mateo, California, Boise, okay. Idaho, Portland, Oregon. Kind of did a northwest, northern California northwest loop. Yeah. Northwest loop. Um, but, yeah, um, cars. So it's fun to play with cars again and, and how far they've come since, you know, just pushing them around on the ground and... You know, so now modeling them and pushing them around virtually. Yeah, like I'd get a refrigerator box and that would be my skyscraper in the middle of my room, and I'd draw every window. And now we got a whole team of artists creating cities, you know, on both sides of the Atlantic. It's kind That's of pretty fun. awesome. Yeah. So you are. So what does your job entail actually when it comes to creating the series? Um, 
what's your like day to day look like in, in involvement into it? In so uh, I, we spend a lot of time um, working with uh, playground, uh, you know, by t- well talking with them. We have lots of meetings where we're trying to uh, all come to agreement on the things that we're going to um, that they're going to implement that we're going to help support them with. Um, it really is uh, Playgrounds game. It's their show. Um, yeah. A lot of my job is is helping them make the game that they want to make, um, while also making sure that we're st- you know we're keeping true to our franchise goals, our franchise ideals. Because um, you know when we were just doing Forza Motorsport, you know we had a pretty clear idea of what Forza means, and then as we branched into doing Horizon, Playground has helped redefine what Forza means um, and expand it a bit, broaden it a bit. Um, and you know, you could go, you could go too far, right? You know, you always have somebody going, "Hey, how come you don't do motorcycles?" Well, that's a quick way to kill a racing franchise, but yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> you know? um, but things like that, there are things that we we you know we're considering doing all the time. Um, but the, actually, the work never stops. I mean, we'll do a game every two years, um, a Horizon game every two years. But every month, there's a new car pack. I spent a lot of time working on... Oh, we uh, had our car pack. We were the very first one this book. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and actually, the Alpine Stars car pack was just announced today, so that's got some cool cars in it, too. Um, yeah. I always get the press releases, and it's just like, yep, yep, new car pack. <laughs> so I haven't seen the uh, the car pack release for Alpine Stars. What is released in this one? Uh, let me make sure it's actually out. No, it is. Oh. <laughs> no, I think it's out. So uh, everybody... So the Forza community has been screaming for S14s, right? The yes. Nissan Silvias from yep. the uh, mid-'90s. For a very long time, they used to be in Forts of Four, and then we haven't really had. We have every other Sylvia under the sun. Um, so uh, we did release uh, to the game through Fortsathon challenges, which are challenges people can do. Uh, we did release the um, the Zenki, which I learned means early. There's a Zenki and a Kuoki, which I guess is Japanese for early and late. Okay. I only learned this stuff, you know, by by doing all this. Uh, all these guys would be screaming, "Where's a Kuoki? I'm like, what the hell's a Kuoki? I don't understand." So I'd have to do the research. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 90, early 94, 90, 94, 95, I guess, is uh, Zenki, and then okay. Kuoki is uh, 97, 98. They had, like, a facelift update. Yeah, they got, like, angry spoiler. eyebrows, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, it, they look like minor changes. And a lot of these guys who are really into S14s and have them, we have a lot of these guys at Turn 10. They drive them, and they, they'll mix and match parts from one or the other. But I'm sure everybody's saying the early one. They always want the early one. Well, and then there's guys who always want the later one. So we put the early <laughs> one out, and then all these guys are mad that they didn't get the later one. So guess what? The later one is now in the pack and it comes with a, a boss kit which was shown off Ooh. here at, uh, at the, it's the um, Rocket Bunny boss kit and that it was shown off here at SEMA a couple uh, years Corgan ago. Corgan Hosford uh, yes. has been doing a lot of stuff with that too. So Yep, yep. It's basically the same kit he's got on his car. So um, cool. it's it's pretty cool. Some people love those kits, some people absolutely hate them. Um, but they're just, give they give players more options and that's, that's a lot of what we're about. We, you know, give the players the awesome. tools to make the cars look how they want them to look. Well, that and they all get to build the drift car that they wanted to do with, that's with that yeah. thing specifically. That's really what. That's really why everybody wants an S13 or S14 is drift car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we released the, uh, uh, last month we released the um, the Crown Victoria police car from Well, uh, that was in our car pack. Yeah, that's right. That's what that was. That, that was, was specifically awesome. Because he's not here yet, but Zach that does the show with us. Yeah. Uh, that was specifically a, 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 For a nod to, to him. Yeah, I know to him, and then immediately as soon as that car pack comes out, he got his E46. Yeah, so. yeah, no, that's uh, okay. That's all. <laughs> it, it will now live in infamy, like like Matt's uh, that Patrick Stevenson hooked up Matt with his uh, DeLorean picture now or painting, and then now Zach's in a video game. So it all works out. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's, it's said many times on the 
60s. It's actually better to own a painting of a DeLorean than it is to own a DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people just want the DeLorean because Back to the Future, really. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah, people fell in love with it. Yeah. That's, that's why. It's um, not particularly It was good. cool. It's funny, though, learn, doing all this research on cop cars. I mean, I learned that the 1969 Dodge Polara was the world's fastest police car, and it held that record until 2012. Mm-hmm. Production police car. It went 150 plus miles an hour. Oh, just pure... Just pure, out of the factory yeah. um, fall, uh, power. And then it wasn't until the Dodge Charger 2012 cop car came out that it would exceed that. That's a pretty impressive stretch. Even though you talk to almost any cop, they'll tell you the Crown Vic is their favorite because it was just a, it was a good, stable... That, I know car. there were a lot of guys who were upset when the Caprice went away, too. Yeah, yeah, that was the other big one in the 80s. Yeah, growing up, that Which, was the car you didn't want to see in your rear view mirror. And then the 90s, it was the Crown Vic. Well, now no, they I had, had to the, start looking the, for explorers and, like, <laughs> oh, now now like I don't know what the hell to look for behind me anymore. It's, te- it's terrible. Yeah, it's always changing. It's usually a Ford now, though. Right? I because got Ford pulled over by up. a Malibu in Florida a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Unmarked. Completely oh, wow. Unmarked. Really? Thank you, Florida. Appreciate yes. it. Uh, That's I, why I drive, you know, 50s plus year old cars they can never go fast enough to really get pulled over oh, i was driving a camry it was completely unremarkable was, yeah but you just, had to find out how 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 far you could push that oh over. i knew how i drove from anaheim to orlando and i drove my mom and it, i moved her across the country oh well yeah at that point you're gonna get pulled over at some point you can't just no it was 2400 miles yeah you can't just drive that the whole way at 55 or 60 miles an hour no i did that and then i did another uh, 450 miles visiting friends while I was there and then I just drove from Los Angeles to Vegas. So I will have done 3,500 miles Good to you, month. good sir. Not happening. It, well, not even this month. In the last two weeks. That's so, a long haul. Uh, it's a lot of driving lately. But yeah, it was. I got all the way to Florida and then I got pulled over doing 102. So. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah, you know, you kind of deserve that ticket. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I wasn't yeah. arguing, yeah, yeah. but I didn't get a ticket. Oh, you didn't? No. What? I didn't get a ticket. Well, here's the thing. It was in the north. It was in the panhandle of Florida, where on I-10, there's nothing out there. It's like Texas. Yeah. People don't realize, like, the Florida panhandle or is like about... Or, like, the road from, I guess, you know, the Winnemucca, the, the road that leads from, you know, Idaho to, to yeah, Sacramento. Yeah. You just drive through Nevada, the northwest corner of Nevada. Uh, the panhandle of Florida is about half Same as thing. wide as Texas. Wow. So it's a long, long drive. Nothing there? And yeah. there's nothing. Everybody does 90 plus. So to do 100, to be doing 100, going a little more than the flow. It's not traffic. that much. And the speed limit's posted 80. But then the guy comes around. And he looks, looks in the car. He's like looking at California plates. And he's looking in the back seat with all my mom's crap there. Comes up to the window. I'm driving. It's like I don't know. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon on a on a Saturday. He goes uh, going a little fast. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And he looks in the window and he goes, my mom's sleeping in the passenger seat with her cat on her lap. <laughs> that's that's a way you to get out of it. Yeah, you can't write a ticket then. And he's like, so uh, what are you doing? I go, ah, I'm moving my mom back to Orlando. And he's like, all right, let me see your license. At that point, I'm, I'm out of it. So... I nice, nice guy. The mercy. He wasn't. He wasn't Florida Highway Patrol though. That one thing I did notice. I think that would have been a different story if it had been FHP. So probably. Yeah, or a Washington State Trooper. They don't. They don't. Cut Anytime it's a Trooper Highway yeah. Patrol, you're no. yeah. No, they, no. Uh, California, they don't, they don't care. California, yeah, they care. They, don't, they care they don't, about they safe driving. They, they don't, don't care like about me very much. Oh really? No. CHP has got you a few times, huh? Uh, Six hundred five horsepower Audi sedan. Yeah. Is not. 
Oh yeah, conducive. the RS7. That's right. Yeah, I got a nice fat one. So that that's car. literally ten times the horsepower that that came with my 356. <laughs> I mean, and sure, my car only weighs you know 1,700 pounds, but my God, that's a lot of power. It's how do you it, not get in trouble? It's also like 4,400 pounds, but it does not. That car doesn't matter. It's it's ridiculous. There's something about the Audis are just so even over the BMWs and the Mercedes. Yeah. There's a certain composure with them yeah. that the other cars just don't have. No, yeah, like a, a lot of guys I work with have Audis. Alan has an A10. The, our studio studio manager. Uh, sorry, an S uh, S8 V. Which one does he have? They have the new S8. R8. Sorry, R8. 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 When I there's so many Audis. I just when I'm looking at like, when I think about these cars, I think of the car list that I have to look at all the time. We have so many Audis, yeah. so many Fords. Trying to keep all their model numbers straight. Well, and the Germans with the alphanumeric thing. Well, you have one Infinity in the card in your game, so it's, it makes it a little bit easier. Only it's one. Just a Q60 concept. A, really? Oh, I think it's I just we a, had Q, a few more. I think somebody will correct me if oh. I'm wrong about it. I'm, I'm absolutely positive of that. But from what I remember, I thought it was just an Infinity Q60 concept. Well, uh, so. the Infinities are the worst because it's just like you remember what an S-Class Mercedes yeah. looks like yeah. roughly. You remember the size of a, of a 3 Series BMW. Yep. And those do alphanumeric. But then when, you know, when Infinity comes out and goes, this is a Q60, you're like, I have no frame of reference for what the fuck that is. Yeah. Because they don't have any they don't really have any brand cachet when it comes to those names so just like it'll be 10 years before anybody remembers what a Q something yeah yeah, exactly you know and I think they're all like Q or whatever you know I think I think Turn Ten hates me for some reason. What? Okay. Why? What do we think do? Something, I think I think I think something's going on with me specifically because the 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 prize wheels. Oh, the I wheel get the, spin! I, I get the wheel spins. I get the biggest load of bullshit every single time I have one, and then I like, you know what? I'm going to collect my prize and spin again. And you don't, you and don't I get, get anything 2, 000, good. I get two thousand credits. I get no good cards. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I uh, want, you I actually have a one in five chance, if, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, of winning a car with any spin, and then right. a one in fifty chance of winning a Horizon Edition car, which is a one that Playground specially tuned. Yeah, those are awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, and the rest of it's you know money, and you know now we can see all this you know all the stuff that people have earned. Uh, I like the money stuff. I mean, especially when you get the double credit points. With yeah. That. That's oh, you got the awesome. VIP. Awesome. Ching. Yeah. yeah, double. So yeah. that two thousand because yeah, you, you shouldn't be getting that two thousand a lot, but you know, I but mean, I it's designed to work out as an average over time that actually is you know pretty reasonable. I don't know what's wrong with you. I I won an F twelve Berlin in on my second pull. So. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it was very funny when we first started playing the game. Uh, Jeff texted me. Uh, he said a BMW M4. He's like, no, 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 God, no! <laughs> like he got the M4. He's like, I don't want this thing. Uh, so that was pretty. Uh, and that is the correct reaction to that. The M4. That's that's yes. He was not very happy about that. But no, no we've been playing uh, a lot of our. We've been growing our club for Universe on as well. Oh, cool! So we've cool. had that. We've got well, a lot of listeners. Well, and, hopefully they're they're all driving. Yeah, I was just looking to remind myself what we released today. The the Acura NSX finally, like the car that the people, new one, or yeah, the original, the new one, the oh, 2017. Nice. So that's finally in the game. The Kuoki. Uh, we also released an FC Mazda RX-7 again because that was another awesome, one people awesome. have been screaming about. They're yep. like, you don't have the FC, you guys suck. All right, we'll, we'll get it. Go. So it's the uh, 1990, and it's got some cool kits on it. And another Ford Falcon because Australia. Of course. That car is 67 Falcon. Fun. Yeah. And uh, the Viper ACR with the crazy wing on the back. So your top tip is if people don't like their cars, pester 
the hell out of no, content. No, 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 no. You're not saying that? Okay. No, no, no we mind. actually, so one of the guys in our community, Mantillo Max, um, he's pretty awesome. He does all this data diving with our players, and we've always had, like, a car wish list for both Horizon and Motorsport, and all of our community will just randomly put in every car that comes to their mind in this list. He actually did the homework of going in and, uh, and, literally counting every vote for every unique model car That's and then awesome. and then tallying it and stack ranking it now um on request because i mean like we got it we got to start making sense of this and, and let the community know that we are actually thinking about you guys even though we were going to put an nsx in the game anyway we didn't need you to tell us that um we uh there are some cars we're just surprised by like oh my god i didn't realize they love this car so much um right. so we have that list and we're ticking them off and I think you know I think by the time we're, we're done with all the DLC um, got a lot of them in the main game but by the time we're done with all the DLC I think that list will pretty much be well over halfway ticked off if not two thirds well and you guys now. did a lot of rebuilding after the Forza 4 yeah, franchise because yeah. those old models just weren't they take time you know yeah. it, they weren't up to snuff for what you guys yep. wanted to do when Forza 5 came out yep Yep, that S14, for example, that that took a lot of people a lot of time to to turn into two cars. Um, Right. And um, actually three cars. And then that that, uh, Savannah, that last shipped in Forza 4, that's kind of like starting over, you know. Um, So So I'd anticipate probably, uh, it looks like console generations are going to be kind of a more fluid thing going forward. um, Yeah. Where there may not be such a hard delineation anymore, where it's just going to be spec bump after spec bump. It probably leaves you guys in the position of, and I'm sure you probably thought of this ahead of time, not needing to probably redo all your models again for whatever this quote unquote. Well, you, you do need is. to you do need to kind of do it for the highest end thing you're going to do. Yeah. Um, um, so in a lot of ways, it's it's more challenging for us because now instead of just imagining a Xbox One and a PC version, you got to imagine you, you still have three different platforms you're going to be doing this for for whatever the next one is yep. the current one and yep. then the pc but if you're smart you know you do it right and you aim high and you make sure that you're you're uh, you're able to, to but also make sure you're not abandoning the xbox uh, one player because that is still your base and, and it should be awesome so one thing that i've been playing with a little bit lately is, is vr what do you see as far as the future goes with the force of games oh I don't know. I mean, you probably yeah. can't say anything. No, I mean, we've all, yeah, there, we, I mean, there's certainly a topic of discussion. Um, thing about VR, it, it is pretty cool when you try it. But, you know, there, it's kind of like our instinct as game developers to say, hey, we should do this kind of game in VR. Or we should do, you know, I love the, I love, I love Battlefield. What would Battlefield like be with VR? I love Forza. What would Forza be like with VR? Um, you really can't think of it that way. You, you kind of need to th- imagine it is a, an entirely new paradigm. You need to th- imagine an experience. You need to think of like what Mist was when CD-ROM came oh, out. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You know. Um, well, it's early days. We're figuring out the medium. You know? Yeah, I mean that was that was something designed to look beautiful. You know, and meanwhile, I was working on like Rebel Assault, where we we did like fast-moving video, which didn't look that great. But if you walked into a computer store, you saw this fast-moving video on this computer. It kind of made you want to buy the computer. That's how they sold you their Pentium 133. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my god, I didn't know a computer could do that. That is awesome. Yeah. But Mist kind of was almost smarter in a way. Um, those are the two big hits of that 1993 time frame, I think. Mist um, knew Mist, what I the believe. CD-ROM could do and try not to push it beyond that. Yeah. I think Mist is the biggest selling game of all time actually it probably was among among them yeah um it's hard to say everybody fudges there that team actually has been doing some stuff again lately it's yeah. actually looking really good but it's that kind of thing somebody needs to do something on vr that is just for vr 
and yeah. it isn't. Um, you know, I, I played I, I, I played Project Cars with the VR helmet and in cockpit view, and yeah, yeah, you can look into the corner and see, you know, as you're turning like you do in real life, and go, oh my god, that's great. But um, a lot of people have motion sickness issues. Yeah, I played. Yeah. Uh, so I played, not me. I spent a little time in in uh, in uh, Drive Club in yeah. VR on PSVR. Oh yeah, how was that? Um, I mean, Drive Club has its issues. I mean, it, it, for for a first effort, I give them a lot of credit that yeah. they did some cool things. Um, there's definitely some people have some nausea issues with it. I've gotten used to the VR thing where it doesn't really bother me anymore. Probably like you. No, if I go to an amusement park, it is a wasted day unless I'm upside down like half the day. Okay. So I mean, I, I love I love that kind of. But it was. <laughs> I will say the thing that was really cool is. When I'm sitting there and I look around and I'm in the cockpit and mm-hmm. there's a big problem with the PlayStation VR where it like can't keep the camera quite front facing so it keeps shifting to like one direction or the other. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what it is huh. with it, but the coolest thing though is when you're in a car and you like turn around and you look in the back seats are right there. There's just something about that minute mm-hmm. where you're like Oh, this is like I'm actually in a driving position. That was the first very striking thing. So that sounds, yeah, I mean, it is kind of interesting because back in 1991 or 92 when I was hand-drawing every angle of the inside of the X-Wing cockpit. So if you used your keyboard in those days, you know, uh, you know you'd know, you hit a button to look up, you'd hit a button to look behind you, you'd look at a button. I had to draw every single one of those by hand. Yeah. Like in D paint at the time, which was you know the poor man's paint tool, mm-hmm. which was done by EA of all of all companies. Um, now you could just like do that. I mean, we do well, the modeling right is all done in one shot. Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, but it's still uh, you know if you if you if you spend as much effort as you, as we do on making the cockpit look awesome, and you don't worry about the back seat. You guys have more work. Now, yeah, if we were, if we're gonna have to work on the back seat, but you don't have to. I mean, in, in Project Cars and other games, you have a clamp. You know that, how far you can look yeah. in VR, and you, you just learn. I, I will say that was really impressive with <clears throat> with, uh, with that game is yeah. being able to look behind you. Like clearly, Sony dictated to them. They're like, "We you must wanna... do the backseat." Yeah, I mean, I know they're your arch rivals, a... but at the same time, they're doing some cool stuff mm-hmm. too. And you look at it and you go, "Okay, they're making some clear decisions and, and telling people you're doing this and you're going to polish this a certain way because we want to show the product off." Well, one of our biggest uh, strengths as as a competitive advantage, I guess you could say, is, is the number of cars we have. Um, but it also brings some challenges because if you're going to do something, if you're going to create a new car feature, you're not just doing it for 10, 20, 50 cars. You're doing it for hundreds of cars, and they all have to be awesome. You've got to test them all. Um, so uh, we, we, we choose very carefully the kinds of things we want to start adding. It's... Um it is impressive the, the sheer amount of content you guys generate, but it is, you know, once again, I come back to the fact that this is going to be, you know, ostensibly this coming fall, you're going to be going into, you know, the third entry in mm-hmm. the Xbox One and the main Forza series. So, you know, the, the content is just starting to stack and stack and stack where it's going to be a huge freaking game at this point. Well, and it has to be, oh, there we are. We did tease it. I wanted to make sure we didn't, uh, <clears throat> I didn't let anything out of the bag, but what is that Lamborghini? Oh no! What's he oh, parked in? Man. Oh. oh yes. <clears throat> so when I when you ask like what do we do you know what do we do every time? So not only do we do car packs, as you know we've done um, some great um, expansions in the past. Well, like you did the truck expansion with the uh, with the island and everything. In the last yeah, 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 Storm Island and, be, Storm and island. then the original Horizon we did uh, Horizon Rally. Yeah. Um, so Playground is hard at work um, doing and something awesome. 
which shall be revealed at a oh, yes. at uh, future the, the picture date. was very The cool. picture was yeah. uh, was definitely meant to be a pretty obvious tease. As Do you know you when that, uh, that may get <clears throat> teased to the public? Or? I know exactly when it's going to be released to the public. Okay. <laughs> we will be quiet then. But it's <laughs> uh, will there be, should people expect the trailer pretty soon then? Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, you'll, there'll be, there'll be, uh, it'll be cool. It'll be great. And uh, it's already, um, it's just, like the work never stops. No, you guys crank out content. I mean, at both at Turn Ten and at Playground, year round, it's expansions, it's car packs, it's uh, working on the next game. It's working. You guys are on the freaking EA cycle where there's a game every year, and they're they're very different every year, which is which is great. And not many. I mean, we're in a really fortunate position to have two studios working the same code base, understanding the franchise, understanding the tenets of it, so they don't go off and do something crazy, and. and making sure that every year players have something different to look forward to, because otherwise, you know, you just you have. There's still a danger of franchise burnout. Wait, Forza! I just bought a Forza game. I'm not going to buy another one. But when you see, you know, the difference between Horizon Three and Motorsport Six, I play both of them like a lot. Yeah. I'm like level, you know, eight hundred in Forza Six. Oh, and, wow. And I stopped playing, you know, a while ago because I've been kind of busy working on uh, Horizon 3, but I'm up to level 300, I think, in Horizon 3, and I, I still haven't played much either. Cause I I'm, play a lot, and I'm like at 160, and I, I play a lot. Play I don't more. know what my like level is. I have no idea. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where there's something about the new Horizon 3 that's got a feel to it that's different than the past ones to where maybe it's even just because it's a little bit looser, which I understand you guys did a little bit on the controls. Um, yeah, I mean every 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 game. There's a little bit of uh, tinkering with the handling to yeah. to. Uh, it's just so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. The last Rising games are fun. Mm-hmm. There's something about this one that just draws me in a lot more. And maybe it's just because the amount of dumb shit you can do. Yes. Yeah, n- yeah. There's always something. And actually, that that's you know that's something Playground did very much on purpose to make sure that even though you had all these. Uh, career events, you, you know, you, you do. There's always something to distract oh, I, you. I like, ooh, shiny do, paper. I hardly do any of the events. I just go driving wherever. Squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I managed to, I'm very proud, I managed to get an aerial nomad stuck between two trees in like a V pattern <laughs> at like 50 feet in the air. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, which is why they added the reset button. We kind of avoided that because before you kind of have these grand design rules like uh, the car shall go nowhere that it can't get out of. And, you know, you can never take a car somewhere where it's not fun to drive. And That becomes very limiting. It's fun to drive everywhere. Well, and that's still the, the rule, but um, honestly, you're going to get stuck at some yeah. point, and especially when you say, hey, let people drive through the ocean or let them drive through a creek and... Um, that became, a th- you know, first we started with puddles, right? Uh, how do we make puddles really exciting? And so we did one exciting puddle. The first time you went through in a Lamborghini and you got all that splash. And you're like, oh, that was exciting. And you feel The weird thing is in the controls. Yeah. And I don't know how to convey this to somebody that hasn't oh. played it. You, you feel, the feel it in the controls. Yep, yep. Like, it's just inherent. You're like, oh, yeah, that's hydroplaning. Yep. And you just because you've driven before, you know it. But even if you're playing on a controller, you're like... Yeah, that feels like hydroplane. Yeah, it's, and if it's, you're, it's almost infuriating right when you have that at the, but right before the finish line. <laughs> I know. That's like I'm like ah, oh, come on, like and it's just you know you got that one guy you're you're doing the uh, the David Goliath thing and you got somebody who's barreling down on you but you got the slower car but you're hydroplaning right beforehand. Uh, it's it's that's uh, fun. Yeah. Well, and also you got to choose wisely what kind of car you want to do if sure. you know you're going to be on a really really uh, uh, bumpy puddly road. I mean, BJ Baldwin's truck will absorb all that stuff. Yeah pretty easily uh, if you're in a supercar 
Not so much. You're gonna get. You're gonna be affected. You know. I think my favorite car in the game is the Aerial Nomad. Though. It's pretty. awesome. That is a cool, springy little creature, isn't it? It's, it's just always fun, bouncing maybe. around, and it's like it's a it's a lot of fun. It's the kangaroo of cars. <laughs> it really is. Um, but I also love the Australian cars too. I just love. I love awesome. that we got. We had a guy. We sent a guy to Australia. So Playground had sent their team down there to, to capture skies, which I'm sure you've heard about that story, but. Um, they were down there camping in the outback, you know, brushing spiders out of their camera equipment. Um, and then we, we have some car guys that we set down to, um, to capture thousands of pictures and, and um, scan cars if they could for a number of cars. And one of them was the uh, 51 Holden that we couldn't find a perfect example of that car anywhere. It's all over Australia, but they're all right. rusted out. So the one that he could find was 20 hours away from where he was as he was about to leave and come back to the states and we we finally got a call we he actually turned around and went got in a car and drove 20 hours just to go shoot that car so he drove basically what north to south yeah just just out in the middle of nowhere and found it perfect car and i'm glad he did because it made a great barn find and great story and you know if you're going to do a game set in australia you can't do it without appreciating their their automotive. Uh, well, that's such a um, unique little history. thing. And, and like, I fell in love with Australian cars when I bought my GTO back in like 2006 or 2007. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you're driving a Holden. Yeah, it's a Monaro. It yeah. is a Monaro. And I got into that thing. It was built like a tank. Yep. It was very, very fast. It made an awesome sound. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Thing, well, it came with a factory H pipe. Yep. I, I didn't do anything other than just open up the, the port on that H-pipe a little more. Yeah. And everybody was like, what the hell do you have done to that? And I'm like, not much. I had to do that to a pickup truck just to pass Oregon's uh, um, sound emissions uh, rules. <laughs> I had a 71 GMC. I love that truck. I love that style. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it was 95 Step decibels. Body? What's that? Was this, uh, no, no, it was a, it was a it was originally a camper truck, but okay. it had been lowered and stanced. And um, this is back in the in the eighties. Um, that de-chromed. It had a it had a uh, you know the pause attraction, so I could make some mean burnouts and yeah, everything. Yeah. It had a dual drive though, that's which is about all they're good for. Yeah. It's just big burnouts. Yeah. Well, it was awesome, but uh, yeah, I could, it was ninety six decibels on one side and ninety five on the other. In Oregon, you had to be ninety three, so we put a cross pipe in there and that was just and enough. that that helped it a little bit and then i had to put little resonators on the back too and it had a weird sound it had it had the big throaty v8 but also had this weird volkswagen flap at the end it was i've never heard anything like it i don't know i wonder if magnaflow makes a setup like that if you talk to richard yeah, richard is a mad right scientist of exhaust yeah. it's awesome uh, yeah. if you ask him like i want to make i want to make this tiny 1.6 liter sound like a big block somehow he'll figure out he'll how figure to do out it. how to do it uh, yeah, That's he's, cool. he's a mad. So what happened to your GTO? Uh, unfortunately, what happened to it is it went in for warranty service uh-huh. to have the rear end swapped out because yeah. it was whining. The tech decided to drain the engine oil, and then they gave it back to me without any engine oil, and I got on the 405. That lasts a few miles? I got like 60, 70 miles before it even started complaining, That's, surprisingly. That's tough. That's a tough engine. Yeah. Um, and then hmm. I wish I was smarter back then. I didn't. I didn't realize that I really could have fought them hard on that. Yeah. But they refused to. They refused to take care of it. Really? Yeah. They didn't admit that they didn't fill it. Or? Uh, they were basically. They were like, "Oh yeah, we didn't do that, but we'll just put some more oil in it, and it'll be fine." I'm like, "Oh, I want a new engine." They're like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that." I shouldn't. Yeah. I should have yeah. lawyered out. I uh, I change. I have six cars now. It's five, 
my daughter drives a she just we just got her a mini she's in college well she she paid for half of it which is cool but uh, i got to change the oil on all these things because there's only one way to be sure yeah yeah true. exactly <laughs> exactly it's, and even I have forgotten to do, <laughs> to do that once in a while. I'm busy adjusting the valves on the Beetle, and I did the, did the oil at the same time that I started up. And so you get the Beetle. You get the 356. Oh, I did put the... You, oh, yeah. You get the Beetle. You get the 356. Yeah. You get the Mini. What are the other three? Uh, let's see. Uh, 85 VW Cabriolet. Um, that was... Uh, you my, really like your German stuff. Yep. I got a 97 VW Passat G, uh, VR6. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And then the Volvo family wagon, the the cross country. So the one Swedish outlier. Exactly. So Sweden um, surrounded by Germany once again. Yes. No Audi all road for this man. No. Although you know, I've been so many guys I've worked with. Like I said, have these Audis. I'll get in one of these S fours or S six. It's just damn. This is so nice. It's yeah. so comfortable. It's so powerful, and it sounds cool, and it's comfortable, and it smells cool. And, and then I get in my Passat, and like my my you know electric windows busted, or my door latch is busted, and I have to crawl out the passenger side. But otherwise, it's a perfectly good car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except for the convenience things. It's yeah, great. like being able to get in your car yeah. on the driver's side. You know, uh, the one though, the one thing that's cool though is those years, uh, Passats and Jettas. You put your key in it and turn it, and the windows come down, so I can just yeah. reach in and use the inner handle. So. It all okay. works out in the end. Well, that's their built-in redundancy right there. Yeah, why wouldn't I go out and get another car? I don't know. I just, I, I really don't like buying new cars. I just hate it. Just over it? Hate it, yeah. What do you want? What would be the one that you would really, really want? Uh, say it's the retirement special where this is going to be your toy, you know. Well, it depends on levels of really, really want, right? I mean, there's unattainable, unattainable. But if I could go out and, you know, save up some money and go get a car that is out there right now that every time one drives by, I go, oh, it would probably be the Jaguar F-Type. Really? The yeah. sound of that car just, you know, every time I hear it go well, by. The, the just, good news is it will be $20,000 in three years. That's what, that's what I'm counting on. I'm just going to wait for the price to drop down. Like, you know, why would you, you know, give it a couple years and, and drop down? Well, and it sounds like you're not you're not opposed to turning a wrench, too, so, yeah. Well, we do have a guy, I had a guy, who uh, was one of our car team and is now, he's a caretaker of an of a auto collection where this guy has some exceedingly rare cars. So, I mean, he had the Ferrari 250 GTO, which, I mean, I think the last time those auctioned, it was $30 million or mm-hmm. upwards of that. I've only ever seen <clears throat> one on the road. And he also has uh, the Barquetta that we actually sourced for um, a barn find in the game. Nice. Only because Rush. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, um, that car. Nobody knows what it's worth. It's whatever the next guy is going to throw down for it. Um, literally drove those to turn 10 so the whole team could come out and look at them. Um, yeah, I, I could see myself, you know, wanting one of those. But honestly, when I was a kid, I, I wanted a, uh, a Cobra uh, more than anything. 65 Cobra. Just well, the hell, that sounds like a good sounds project. sounds beastly. To... Yeah, I thought I'd get a kit car or something yeah. and try to make one because you can never afford one. But, like, if your question is if you could, if you could have any car, I'd probably want to get myself a... Uh, Cobra, real one. Sounds like a good project for after retirement. Yeah, I but think it's definitely a good one. Yeah. I have a feel. I have a distinct feeling I'm going to be helping my dad build a uh, a uh, rolling uh, camper at some point. Nice. Yeah, I think that's coming up in five or six years. Out of what? Uh, I'm going to guess either a really big van or a really small bus. One of the two. Um, oh. Because he wants to just drive around the country, so that'll be a whole thing. And so if you want to do with a VW van, like my, my daughter want, really wants, wanted to get a, a, a VW, um, you know, a classic 60s uh, you know, 
transport. Right. And um, those are so expensive just to find a rust bucket now. Yeah, there's a lot of restored ones in California. People really love mm-hmm. those. But I'm surprised. I mean, a lot of people draw the line, especially with their kids. And they're like, yeah, those are death traps. You're not getting one of those. Yeah, well, I mean, I, does that make me a cavalier parent for letting both of my kids drive around in my 60 Beetle in high school? Um, that's the car that they were driving to school. And yeah. that is a very unsafe car. Um, but, you know, I just, it, I, the thing that's good about it is they both learn how to drive a stick driving that car. Which is a rare thing. Nobody knows how to drive sticks. Um, so, great. You know, hopefully car thieves don't even know how to. <laughs> well, that's a story that always hits like Jalopnik and Autoblog is thief couldn't steal a car, didn't know how to drive Oh, that's that. right. That's right. I think I've read that story. Yeah. So, you know, there's good, they're good for one of those like every other month or so. No, so. it's it's um it's a good skill to have, and it just keeps you from messing around with your cell phone and other stuff that you shouldn't be doing oh, yeah, as a teenager. No, I, so. I hate doing that stuff. Like that's the one thing I love. It's like I can stick my phone and I can tell it to do things now without me actually touching it. Yep. And focus on driving. But yeah, both my cars are manuals, and my next car is probably going to be a manual. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's the way it goes. It's a dying breed. It's almost like the gasoline engine. You know, They're, how long is it going to last? You might as well enjoy it while you can. Well, just like we talked about with uh, Cameron Evans earlier. Or this this skill, when you're backing up, actually looking behind you instead of looking at a TV looking monitor. at a little screen. My God, these any any Camaro you're getting in, you can't see. I can't see anything in a Camaro. Okay, so then I guess the camera comes in handy. I just worry that you get so disconnected from the from the feeling of driving now yeah. with all this technology, self parking, uh, auto braking now in Audis, right? They have they can uh, cruise you, control yeah, literally means a car will yeah, drive yeah. itself. Yeah. Now, mind you, the radar or an adaptive cruise control or radar guided cruise control, it's pretty cool. There, That's it, what it, I it's, hear. If you're just going to be driving around in your commuter shit box or whatever it may be, yeah. actually the last Jeep that I had was phenomenal adaptive cruise control. It was really intuitive. It's actually better than the Audi system. It's, coming, Jeep com- was better. You know, it's becoming a commodity tech yeah. that I think you're going to see in a lot of stuff. For the masses, it's it's a good technology. It's a safety thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's great for that. But mm. for any enthusiastic driving, it just... I don't need that extra something to break on my fun car. I don't need it. But you know what? All these people that don't want to drive and just want to dick with their phone soon enough are not going to have to, and I'd rather it be that way. Yeah. Because I don't trust them driving themselves. That's true, too. So, That's true too. <laughs> you know. Oh, it's horrible. It's, uh, uh, you know, they'll all be in automated car, you know, things that are driving for them, and that's that's fine yeah, because yeah. they had no interest in it in the first place, yeah. and that leaves it for us. You know, it's, yep. it's it goes back to the, you know, we're going to be driving the horse and buggy in that it's it's not a it's not <laughs> right. it'll be the last one it's not a thing last that's one filling in, in any way practical it's going to be what we enjoy and we probably will have the car that drives us around to the grocery store but then we'll have our toys too it'll yes. be like mad max we'll be you know stealing gasoline from each other's garages or something because like i heard he's got 10 gallons in his garage and then the, the jerk off who has uh, e85 you're like get out of here we don't need you in your well hell fuel. that was happening when gas was six dollars a gallon in that's LA. true yeah we'll see what happens that later um so on that note we got to start wrapping up here all right uh john tell us what uh, we should know about uh, forza well uh okay if you haven't played forza horizon 3 yet you really should it is the biggest most beautiful most fun game that uh i think we've ever made and playground has ever made and um it's out now and it's just getting bigger every month it's getting bigger retail on xbox live xbox, on xbox. one and uh, it's actually play anywhere so xbox play anywhere you buy it um you on digitally you want it both on a pc and xbox one 
All right. And uh, once again, I thank uh, our gracious host here, MagnaFlow, and then uh, you guys over at uh, Forza for helping sponsor yep. this week, and yep. uh, the Fanatec guys for uh, sending out some lovely wheels so that uh, everybody here can awesome. muck around with them. So, awesome. All right. Well, that's right. A, uh, another Hooniverse, and uh, up next in another five minutes, we're going to be another. There we go. All right. Thanks, Take guys.